0: mm <laughs>
1: Kids, well, oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> I wanted that to come across more uh, funny than creepy. Hey, little kids! Hey, little <laughs> boys! Uh, take two. Hello, everybody! Welcome to Armbar the One Thousand and Fourth Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that does not have a real sponsor and instead is sponsored by Anchor, which is our podcast platform. Um, talking to you, Circle K. Why don't you come on sponsors? Make us a, a arm bar slushy. You know, what what would you what would you want your arm bar slushy to taste like? Cult? Sweat,
0: I about, guess.
1: What about you, Jesse? What would you want your arm bar podcast,
2: or uh, slushy to taste like? Uh gate uh, frost blue Gatorade Zero with tequila. Mm. Clear tequila. That sounds better than
1: what I thought. Personally, I would like mine to be taste like salt. So <laughs> That's close to mine. That was close to mine. Hey, salty, sweaty Gatorade Blue Frost with tequila slushy. Get on that, Circle K. You can call it the arm bar. Anyway, I'm Tonsiliano Zooming, as always, with
3: Colt the. uh, I don't don't have anything. Dixon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't have anything, Dixon. Yeah. And we are also
2: joined by Jesse Dutcher for the national title.
1: Matthews nice and before we get started I want to let everyone out there know Colt I know you're really wondering about this the Celtics beat the Warriors in game one of the NBA finals three games away from keeping that title out of Oakland and bringing it back to Boston
3: yeah hell yeah
1: I mean Boston made nine three-pointers in the fourth quarter okay that's that's goddamn impressive
2: yeah, I was watching this game, and then, like, it got to the fourth quarter. And I was like, oh, man, it's, like, it's only 20 minutes until showtime. I might have to d- 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 delay my uh, opening or something. might have to delay the podcast a little, but then uh, the Celtics scored, like, 46 points straight. Some crazy shit.
1: You know, uh Jesse, before Colt came on, you and I were talking about Halo Show and Paramount Plus, and I said there was something – that I noticed on Paramount Plus tonight that I wanted to talk about and let everyone out there who does not know uh, know about this. For the first time ever, Wild Boys, all four seasons, is on a streaming service, and it's on Paramount Plus, and I cannot fucking wait to rewatch that show.
2: I can't believe there was four seasons.
1: I know yeah that seems like a lot of episodes what was that show about what is that it was steve-o and chris pontius's nature show oh okay it didn't last as long as viva la bam didn't have as many episodes it Had 32 episodes over four seasons but i really fucking enjoyed it and i'm really looking forward to rewatching it because I'm, I'm sure it still holds up it has to
3: I'm glad you brought that up because that that reminds me i need to cancel my paramount plus uh, <laughs> free subscription that we uh used the other day to watch sonic 2 you know uh, sonic
2: was, 2 is really good Yeah, it was fine
1: <laughs> there are websites where you don't have to sign up for free free subscription plans and you can watch <laughs> anything i'm a very good person it's called if you guys know this it's called MyFreeCams.com. <laughs> <laughs> i'm one of the i'm one
3: of the best i'm one of the best people so i don't i don't know you know i don't participate in a piracy i'm uh, very good very good guy use a vpn to watch dynamite yeah but i pay for it <laughs> both the vpn and dynamite and actually let me let me bitch real quick you might have seen my 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 tweets about this before i deleted them because i don't like to embarrass myself but um i I was about you saying you were preparing to fight with your cable provider oh no that that's still true no (laughs) i didn't delete that that's uh that's true no it was uh hello
2: colt you
1: went you went silent you turned you you muted yourself there i think
2: my okay i thought i My
1: cat did that. That
3: was crazy. Um, I don't know how she did that. Perfect. Pussy powerful, beautiful, beautiful spaghetti. Um, she uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. No. Um, what? No, I was tweeting about the uh, the bleacher report bullshit to tr- try to buy double or nothing. This oh, year, I, I saw a bunch. Of, I saw a bunch of shit about that. Yeah, because so uh, fight uh, blocked my VPN on trying to buy the show for 20 bucks or even 40 bucks. I tried to be Canadian too, but, uh, and so they, they blocked it. I guess I found out the solution later, like when it was far too late that there's like a specific country you can use. I'm not going to say it on the show, you know, there Um, are websites where you can watch wrestling I know that, but but uh, I've, I actually did have had a, a lot of issues with those in the past because that's how I used to watch Dynamite. But they like would lag out. Like the my final straw was the uh, it was the ramp it was the fucking uh, CM Punk rampage when he debuted. It was like dying like every fifteen minutes or not even that
1: every like minute or two.
2: <clears throat> yeah, those websites like, they're good to watch like afterwards, but not really live.
1: Yeah, I never watched live streams. Yeah. Yeah,
3: but I gotta watch live streams, man. I gotta inject that shit into me, brother. I gotta watch.
0: <laughs> but you know,
3: anyways, the point is, I paid fifty dollars for Double or Nothing again. I bought one of their pay per views for full price, so I was thankful that it was a six hour pay per view. So fuck you guys that
1: complain about the length of it.
3: I got my money's worth. <laughs> there goes you know, my notes.
1: You know, Jesse and I called. You mentioned Sorry, you mentioned <laughs> in- injecting it right into your veins. Mm-hmm. jesse and i had a friend who used to inject stuff right into his veins and now he's been sober for like 150 days if he can do it you can do it <laughs> that's very sweet i messaged
3: jesse today about some uh well <laughs> you don't inject it in your veins you you smoke it
2: are <laughs> oh, you oh you definitely can not inject it into your veins that's true that's true <laughs> can but i inject thought that was anything it's funny into
3: your veins. <laughs> i saw that recent facebook <laughs> friend request i was like well that's probably number eight <laughs>
1: Wait, what the hell are you talking about?
3: Jesse uh, posted like, I don't know, maybe it was like two weeks ago. It was like, uh, you can tell the amount of meth somebody does by the amount of Facebook counts that they, Facebook accounts that they have or
1: whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you go on my my blocked list, it's like a bunch of people that I, I got tired of seeing their shit, a bunch of people that I don't want to contact me. And then this one dude who we're going to call him Thomas Harper, who has made like 12 profiles because he either keeps forgetting his goddamn password or he's just stupid
3: yeah one of my one of my brothers I think I'm friends with him like five times legitimately and then he's also recently just added me as a friend again one of my half brothers <laughs> but yeah
2: yeah you get one chance to forget your Facebook uh, well, password yeah my, if, my... that can happen one time. <laughs>
1: My After brother
2: it's over.
1: My brother had to create a new Facebook profile because his he had the two like two-way authentication or whatever it's called. And he had to use a cell phone to open the app if he logged in from an unknown device. And uh, when he was in the fire, he lost his cell phone in the fire. So he had to create a new profile because Facebook wouldn't give him access to his account.
2: Did he know like the email and password for?
1: He knew the email, but not the password, because he just had it, had it saved on his computer and his phone. Like I don't know my fucking Facebook password.
3: Well, let me let me come at you guys with a uh, a, a cult uh, who works in IT for ten years. Password idea: come up with a very strong password that uses um, you know capital letters, lowercase letters, symbols, etc., and then use that for every website. But here's the catch use a slightly use the name of the website as like a variation like figure out a way i'm not telling you how but figure out a way to use like letters of the website or something to vi- to vary the password per service or whatever
1: i have my you can't see it but i have all my passwords for everything on my on my phone and a in a locked
0: yeah Word that, document yeah <laughs> i mean you,
1: you could do that too I have
3: that
2: too you could you you could
3: use like a LastPass app, but if you still if you lose your phone, like we've just previously talked about in fire, you're fucked. Um. So yeah, it's what yeah you could use like a so use like a base password, and then use like I don't know for example if it's like Facebook or something like figure out like a I don't know like a fucking code breaking strategy around the first two letters of Facebook or whatever like F A or whatever make that part of your password like the end of your password at the beginning or the middle or something you know yeah but you use like a template around
1: it so you remember it all the time does that make sense yes speaking of things that make sense have you guys ever heard of the jingle <laughs> the jingle the jingle the jingle i know of jinko no vajinkle i know
2: not
1: yeah i know okay. jinko's too um Let's assume that everybody in the world has a fetish, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I have a fetish. I'm not saying you have a fetish, or you, Jesse. I'm just saying let's assume that everybody in the <laughs> world has a specific fetish. Let's assume technically that way
2: everybody does. Let's yeah. assume that yeah, I think anything, be a fetish. Let's yeah.
1: assume that half of those people have a foot fetish.
2: Seems yeah. a little high to me, but okay.
1: <laughs> How do you? help people with foot fetishes you know get off. I don't I guess I don't. I don't know. You don't know, do you? There's one way you can do it and that is <laughs> to give them this, which is the vaginkle, which is a, a foot with a vagina in the ankle that you can fuck.
3: <laughs> Look at this the the trending story of this child yelling next to Queen
1: Elizabeth is killing me too. <laughs> But Where did you come across the bajinkle? Uh, if you notice in the URL, this is from 2015, this is a, I heard about this on a podcast, like almost 10 years ago. And foot every, foot like head. every now and then it pops foot in my foot. head. And I think about the fact that somebody out there is fucking an amputated foot.
2: Is I think, what... I think this makes it more weird that it has a on it. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: if it was just a foot yeah.
2: that you pleasure yourself with, I think that would. I think the vagina makes it even more strange. I agree. I, I don't know. Is very strange. Hey,
3: you're right. You're right. Yeah, that makes it way worse. Because I, I'm pretty sure that people with foot
1: fetish aren't trying to fuck a foot from that <laughs> angle. To be fair, well, <laughs> yeah. they thought about that, and there are other vaginals that have a a, uh, a vagina in the uh, bottom of the foot. Okay, well, well,
3: I guess we're getting closer, I assume. I, I, I assume that people like two uh, So here's my assumption about feet fetish people, is that I assume that they, you know, based
1: on human realities, that they probably use two feet to jerk jerk something off. Well, my, my feeling is that if people aren't fucking the vaginal, the they're most likely either jerking off while sucking on the fake toes or they're jerking off to the foot. So I used to listen to Harmontown. I thought you were about podcast. to say. So I used to do that.
3: So I used to do that. No, I, I used to listen to Town, which is the, uh, the 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 Dan Harmon yeah. podcast, the guy that created Community and Rick and Morty, co-created Rick and Morty, and also, uh, you know, like I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, he uh, he talked forever about that on that show about having a mannequin leg that he would jerk off on, <laughs> and. Just- uh, I think about that sometimes because he also referenced that one of his shows, it might've been, it was probably Rick and Morty, but I think maybe community. I don't know. Anyway, there wasn't like an orifice is the point. (laughs) He kind of just presumably shot his load on it. I hate that we're talking about this. I really hate that I'm saying this.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really weird thing. So, you guys ready to talk about some wrestling?
0: Yeah, I Uh, guess so. Oh, are
1: you? We might as well. We might as well. Uh, So, there's a question I wanted to ask you guys because this Sunday is, I think it's Sunday, Sunday or Saturday, I don't know. Is uh, the WWE's Hell in a Cell pay per view, and I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite Hell in a Cell match is of all time.
3: It I, yeah, I think we've. I think I think Jesse and I probably have the same answer because
1: I think we've said this before. <clears throat> is it uh, Big Boss Man and Al Snow, Kendall from Hell? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is.
3: Knew you it. got it. No, I think it's the first one, right? <laughs> yeah, we the very see first one. Yeah. Though I do have a special place in my heart for the uh, Undertaker, uh, Triple H one that was at WrestleMania 28 because that was the first WrestleMania I watched after. Like eight years or whatever. And I watched that had, it with my
1: dad. That one had the, in my opinion, the best holy shit, the streak is about to end moment when Shawn Michaels super kicked Undertaker.
3: Yeah, he super kicked him into the into the pedigree and then he still kicked out. Yeah, that was that I bought into that because I, you know, I was I didn't know what was gonna happen. <laughs> I was watching it live. It seemed realistic <laughs> that he was gonna lose there.
1: My favorite Hell in a Cell match. Uh, It's one that I feel like no one really talks about that much, and it's the six-way from Armageddon 2000 with Undertaker, Kurt Angle, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, and Rikishi.
2: One of these things don't like the other.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's when they were trying to really push Rikishi. That's when he did it for The Rock.
3: I think the only time I've ever actually watched that match was I downloaded a video of it on the internet in like 2005 so it was like this horrendous quality
1: like vhs rip of it (laughs) It, and it it, was i it had the um for years i think it was until shane mcmahon in 2016 it had so for 16 years it had the last bump off the top of the cell when rikishi got chokeslammed off the top Mm -hmm. into the back of a truck into a back truck filled with hay, yeah. which I think is maybe the
3: worst gimmick. It's maybe very lame. I don't know. Good for him for being a big boy
1: for doing that. Rikishi yeah. used to take some amazing bumps. Like he fucking did the superfly smash off a cage or smash or splash, excuse me, off the cage onto Valvinus. And I don't know what's more impressive that Rikishi did that or that Valvinus took that.
2: <laughs> I just want to know why was there a truck with a bunch of hay? I that i do not remember but like
3: weren't they weren't they like going to somebody brought it out and they were like uh oh yeah the, somebody one of the so, authority figures was like or taking this cage down i think it was Vince. yeah that, that sounds right
1: and like M- mick foley came out and gave him like a mandible car or something
3: yeah that makes sense because he would have been commissioner around that time yeah
1: it, it's it's weird because that that helena so much is is fucking great But like when Rikishi took that bump as a kid, I just thought that didn't look that impressive. He just fell backwards. But like, as I got older, I was like, that's probably like a terrifying bump. You know, it's funny. I think I have have had the same perspective.
0: (laughs) Because
3: that's what I was talking about. Like, I remember watching that match and like, eh, whatever. But now thinking about it as like a you know almost 33 year old man imagining myself as like a big fat guy
1: (laughs) taking that bump the the weird thing to me about about that bump is like could you imagine being rikishi and having to sell being sweaty and covered in hay and wood chips and you know that shit is itchy and you can't just start scratching yourself or getting up and walking away to get out of that itchiness you just have to lay there in it you just have to die yeah 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 that would be terrible but what I a pro I, I asked about the Hell in a Cell match because of the pay-per-view is a Sunday or Saturday. And because <laughs> I watched, I honestly do not know. They started doing their pay-per-views on Saturday and then they started back on Sunday. I don't know when, when the fuck it is. Um, but I I watched this video on the WWE YouTube channel today. It was like a top 10 video, and it was the or it was a top 20 video, it was top 20 moments that have happened in Hell in a Cell. And one of them was Edge giving a curb stomp to Seth Rollins. At, in a Hell in a Cell match at uh, Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. And that made me wonder, did you guys know that there was a Hell in a Cell match in Saudi Arabia? Because I didn't.
3: No, no, I, I could have never. I, <laughs> When did that happen? Was that last year?
1: It had to have been because I think he edged, started feuding with The Miz at the beginning of the year this year. Yeah, yeah, there's no way that that was... <laughs>
2: I mean, wasn't yeah. the um wasn't the seth rollins theme hill in a sale in saudi arabia
3: um no i think that was unfortunately in here in this in the um american soil
1: yeah there was was it the uh um, yes was that the one that ended in the dq <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no contest to be fair but yeah
3: i didn't watch it but i remember i remember seeing the fallout from that and was just laughing and laughing. <laughs> I couldn't remember if, if it was that or um, everybody was made, mad at my favorite uh, fucking e fed clown.
1: I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose one when Bray Wyatt used his magic powers to blind
3: Dean Ambrose.
1: <laughs> no, that was the same
3: show that they that uh, Undertaker had the had the decent Hell in a Cell match with. Uh, Lesnar, I think, but like the more modern one. yeah, okay.
1: Um according according to the observer, <laughs> I don't remember according to the observer. That edge in Seth Rollins' Saudi Arabia Hell in a cell match is a like four and three-quarter store three-quarter star match.
3: Damn, Dave liked it. Good job, Dave. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I guess you motherfuckers come it. on this show. You motherfuckers come on this
1: show and talk shit about Dave Meltzer, and then you're gonna like <laughs> I mean i not 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 that i would watch because of his rating but because he rated it high it made me think that this wasn't just like a house show match yeah. well yeah that's the funniest thing in the
0: world
3: to me is the uh the like narrative guys on on like the internet they're like uh well yeah well the saudi saudi arabia show it's a it's just a glorified house show i don't know I, I just uh you know i'll watch them i think it's okay
1: and then it's like, what are you talking
0: about?
3: <laughs> like, why is that some kind of justification?
1: <laughs> Wait, I did watch this. I didn't watch this match. I only watched Xavier Woods and Finn Balor's King of the Ring match. I watched that match live and then I turned it off. <laughs> nice.
2: Huh. Anywho. To be, to be fair, I think Monday Night Raw is just a glorified house show. <laughs> literally half the matches are the same match. As- from the previous week yeah exactly
3: that's their whole tv it's so crazy The they uh let me i'm gonna jump ahead let me spoil what the rest of the show that we're gonna talk about the funniest thing in the world is like the people that get like super butthurt i guess about the idea of mjf leaving aew for uh WWE in 2024 but for me it's like it's like huh i guess i just won't watch him wrestle whatever in 2024 it's like oh okay i guess he just disappears from my television then is is what the plan
2: is the end game of that storyline like sorry guys i have no idea if cody's good or bad in wwe yeah i don't know how he's doing
3: and what's he doing is he he's wrestling seth again he's wrestling seth for the third time i guess hell in a cell
1: i want to i want to tell you guys about the super showdown 2020 which was the 2020 Saudi Arabia pay-per-view because this is one that I do not remember. I'm going to run down these matches and you tell me if this is a pay-per-view you you would watch like willingly. Uh, The Undertaker defeated AJ Styles, Andrade, Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, and R-Truth. John Morrison and The Miz defeated The New Day for the tag titles. Angel Garza defeated Humberto Carrillo or however you say his last name, excuse me. Murphy and Seth Rollins defeated the Street Profits Mansoor defeated Dolph Ziggler Brock Lesnar defeated Ricochet in 1 minute and 30 seconds oh god
2: I remember that because they built that up like everybody was like oh Ricochet going to do some really cool stuff in this match
1: yeah I remember that too
2: <laughs> it was a minute long
1: Roman Reigns <laughs> defeated King Corbin in a cage match Bailey oh, defeated god. Naomi and Goldberg defeated the Fiend for the Universal title in 2 minutes and 59 seconds <laughs>
2: Oh <laughs> that is the one where the goal oh hell yeah. I see you on the scene. hates wrestling. The greatest uh
3: the greatest <laughs> idea I saw, I think it might have been a Dave idea, but it was I only sold on Twitter. So who knows if it actually was a big Dave idea. But the but when they were doing the when MJF was like quote unquote in question for the pay-per-view, uh Somebody suggested that they just paid Goldberg what the fuck ever and have him come in and get <laughs> squashed by too. Wardlow.
2: <laughs> I saw that too. I was like, is this real? Is this just a joke somebody made? How did, did somebody just get picked up in the algorithm and just make everybody see it or what? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I always yeah. wondered if that was a real Ford or anything.
3: Yeah, it doesn't sound real, but I love that idea. That's so fucking funny. Just oh, give that that'd be
2: amazing.
3: give that motherfucker $10 million and let him take like three power bombs and call it a day. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been funny as fuck if they had done that. <laughs> what an incredible use of money. Man, just fucking fly Goldberg in and have him lose. That would have rolled so hard.
1: Can we can we talk about real quick the uh, the, the shoot angle on AW last night with uh, all MJF? You know that, that totally real angle that's going on. <laughs>
3: I don't know, man. I don't know. I thought that was uh, all real.
2: <laughs> hey, I saw, I saw Sean Ross that before. This was all real.
1: Yeah, I, I I can confirm MJF MJF is currently off of the AEW roster page and his merchandise is off of their web store. I think he's gone. I mean Yeah, he, he's probably he's probably headed out. He he told his boss that he's a fucking mark. <laughs> oh, and you, that's not something you you're, you can do. I can't go into my bedroom and tell Sarah that she's a fucking mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully the the crew backstage caught it and they bleeped
3: it out so actually i was watching on fight um, yeah i
2: know the fight is so good
3: I, and i was like oh fuck <laughs> this man I, so i didn't actually realize that they'd bleeped it out because they the fight the way the way it happened on fight was he said you're a fucking mark and then it cut to silence and then it cut to black and i was like it oh it, it
1: didn't cut to silence everyone keeps keeps thinking like it cut the silence. they they cut his mic off yeah they
3: yeah that's what it well, that's what it was yeah you're right you're right you're right um you know uh i was talking about this earlier actually just like <laughs> you know 15 minutes ago uh, with my girlfriend my vaunted uh girlfriend um and the idea uh, this is my hot take i think uh, is that like i i think that his um emo- you know I, I i really enjoyed his like emotions like i think he, i think he was you can't fake that i mean that man obviously was venting some bullshit i mean he did a great job he was hollering he was he was uh very much into it but god damn it god damn it please stop breaking the fourth wall on a fucking wrestling show (laughs) this motherfucker (laughs) talking about being a safe worker or whatever (laughs) i hate this shit man (laughs) oh so what's the payoff he's gonna wrestle a fucking fake match he's gonna safe work some other motherfucker what what's the fucking payoff
1: (laughs) the payoff is that he's gonna lay down in the ring and then he's gonna go out and put his headset on talk shit to Tony Khan backstage, and then Jeff Jarrett's going to come out with a guitar and hit him, just like he did the Buff Bagwell, and Buff Bagwell lost <laughs> to the parka. Hell yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Jeff Jarrett is going to grab the guitar, grab the microphone, and say, and Effie, you can choke on that, you motherfucker.
0: And then he's going to get fired.
2: <laughs> hey, man, my boy Jeff Jarrett is uh, in the big time now. He's up in New York running house show business. <laughs> hey, he ain't got time for this uh pissant wrestling company. That's
1: what I'm talking
3: about. Tennessee always wins, baby. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> to be honest with you, I am I am actually happy for him that he was able to get a job in WWE. Yeah, I
3: mean he conned his way in there, same as Bruce Pritchard.
2: That's fucking rules ass. I honestly <laughs> yeah, but, thought he already worked there. <laughs> I thought he already was working there.
1: The weird thing is that you know that in like eight years when Bruce Pritchard is still doing podcasts but doesn't work there anymore, someone's going to ask him about Jeff Jarrett, and he's going to say, "Jeb Jarrett didn't work there when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you think podcasts you think- are still, still going to be around in eight years? Or do you think everyone's going to have a late-night talk show?
2: <laughs> nah, they'll be around
0: still. I they'll think. still
3: be around. They'll still be around. But another eight years, in 16 years, they'll, they won't they will be around because the world will live in dude. It will will all be the end-of-time area
1: in Chrono Trigger. (laughs) Think about it. In 16 years, we're going to be having our 17th reunion episode.
2: That's right. You're (laughs) goddamn right, motherfucker. What were you about to say, though, Jesse? I was going to say, all the stuff that happened over the weekend where they said MGF pissed and he might not show up. Do you think any of that was real, or was it all 1,000%? I think he... I
1: it depends like was it real that he no showed the no I mean
2: it's that's real but do you think that was just part of the storyline or I think it was, was really was, off?
1: i think I think it was part of the storyline but it, it, but at the same time I hope it wasn't because if it was it's completely fucked up they would do that to the people who paid a hundred dollars to meet him.
3: Yeah, I mean they got refunded, but yeah, that's still that it's still fucked up. You're right because it, refunds are always notoriously slower than actually paying for something. Right,
1: that's an asshole, yeah, and yeah. like, and there's a difference between meeting MJF and meeting like Evil Uno. And what I mean by that is like I would no, be excited. Right. And I would be excited to meet Evil Uno. But what I mean by that is when you meet MJF, every time I've seen anyone meet him. They get an experience like a that they remember because he he heals it up. He makes fun of them. He refuses yeah. to acknowledge their existence. Yeah, it's and like
3: why it's like why why people are paying three thousand dollars to go to the Star Wars uh hotel or whatever. Five <laughs> thousand. Yeah, well, it, that was a couple, but yeah, <laughs> twenty five hundred a person. Yeah,
1: the the weird thing about about uh, this is totally not MJF, but you talk about that Star Wars thing at Disney World. There's a restaurant. Disney World or Disneyland, there's a restaurant, I can't remember what it's called, but you go into space, and you ride like this elevator, and it makes it seem like there's like uh, screens all in the elevator to make it seem like going up an elevator through the atmosphere and going into space, and you go inside this restaurant at the top of the elevator ride, and all the windows around you are television monitors or, or screens, like LED monitors that show of vi- like view like viewings of space, the visuals all around your space. So what that tells me is that they're in that restaurant with no real fucking windows, no real like scenery whatsoever. And that would irritate the shit out of me.
3: Oh yeah. I mean that that's what they talked about. And that's in the FAQ for that Star Wars hotel in Disney World. There there's like a uh, one of the FAQ lines is uh do all do any of the do all of the rooms have a great view? And the the answer to that frequently asked question is, yes, they do into space. (laughs) And it's like, obviously, they fucking none of them do because they all have like a fucking fake window that just shows like hyperspace or whatever horse shit. Man, Star Wars makes me want to fucking blow my brains out. (laughs) So bad about it. Anyway, back to uh, MJF. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that the, the, the fan fest thing was a, uh, a work, but I do think maybe perhaps based on information that has come out since then, that he had at least maybe cleared that idea with them. He was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not making it or whatever, because apparently apparently that that did happen. Like he was like had a mental health day or something. I thought I saw that. I don't know. Because yeah. Joe also missed it. And interestingly enough, Joe's punishment or sorry, yeah, I guess punishment on Wednesday was uh getting killed by Jay Lethal <laughs> and and Sanjay Dutt on this previous dynamite. Speaking-
1: that was his, cause he missed the thing too. Speaking of Joe, did you guys hear the Samoa Joe news that leaked today? That oh, right he there. is in, uh I just saw this while I was peeing, like
3: right he, before the show.
1: Jesse, you didn't hear, he is playing Sweet Tooth in a that's, Twisted Metal show on Peacock. That's what it was.
2: Oh, that, that's strange. And I remember when I first heard about this Twisted Metal show, I thought it was going to be fucking awesome. But the more I read about it, I was like, oh, this, this doesn't sound cool.
1: There's no way it's going to be good. There's the no weird video thing, game show. The weird thing about it is he is not voicing sweet tooth he is merely the body will <laughs> arnett is going to be voicing sweet tooth
3: which is insane to me too
1: <laughs> so in my personal opinion it's cool that he got the job i'm sure yeah. he's excited about it but it's I mean, not it's, a something, it's not sure something it's a that payday, yeah. it's not something that if i was an AEW, i would advertise and say catch some other joe on the peacock series twist the middle because it's it's only him and his body. Like his head is not going to be shown. His face will not be shown. You'll, you'll see his body and Will Arnett's voice. His body, pre- presumably in a clown costume, too. We're not yeah. even going to see
3: his like titties. Yeah, that's, that is uh, very weird, very strange. I feel like Sweet Tooth is not like built like a Samoan either.
1: Like, well, a lot uh, of people are th- are, have theories that it's going to be based on Twisted Metal Black because Sweet Tooth in that game was a bit bigger. He's a big, fat guy? Yes. And
3: Twisted Metal
2: Black was one of the best ones, too.
3: I didn't really play it. I've re- only recently played started play, uh, played that because I pirated a bunch of PS2 games.
1: There is a, a movie that, in my opinion, should be what the Twisted Metal show is going to be. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It stars Violent J, Shaggy Too and Raven. And it's death racers. Well, <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh okay, yeah, I'm sure that's good. I mean, there has been like multiple death race movies, but besides this one that I've never heard of,
1: this, I'm I'm not even joking. This it is it is a fucking enjoyable movie. Like it is <laughs> it's it's only it's like it's obviously it's influenced by Death Waste, Death Race Two Thousand, mm-hmm. but it's uh it's not anything like the the remake of death race that came out with like jason statham yeah yeah this, came, yeah this came out in 2008 stars icp and raven and a few other people raven is the dangerous criminal uh known as the reaper that's pretty cool icp play themselves which makes it fucking hilarious yeah, also very cool and i'm not even joking it is a Great fucking movie! It used to be on Netflix, and I would watched it like three or four times when it was on Netflix. I'm not joking. You like, I mean, Violent J referred to it as a terribly shitty movie, but it's enjoyable. I'll,
2: uh, I'll take
3: it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll add it to my uh, Netflix DVD here.
1: You don't have Netflix anymore.
3: Yeah, I was I, both of those things real
0: lie. <laughs>
1: telling you guys it's
0: good Uh, listen
3: listen i don't know if i can watch that many more bad movies i watched a lot of bad movies when i was in high school and i've realized
1: i missed a lot of really good movies and now i'm like trying to catch up on it (laughs) well colt or uh, I'm, i'm gonna talk about a friend of yours okay oh shit uh jesse you know this friend of colts i know this friend of colts but no one no one likes this friend of colts more than colt does uh tony khan recently said that The roster for the AEW game Fight Forever is not complete and it's still being updated with new signees. So, what that tells me is there's absolutely no chance that game is coming out this year. Oh, yeah, (laughs) zero (laughs) percent.
0: Zero fucking percent.
3: Every cool game you wanted to come out this year is getting delayed because COVID fucked up, man. And uh, I don't know. Sucks. I hope that game, I really do hope that the AEW game's good. I know we talked about this last time. But I hope it is good because that's how I got into wrestling was video games. <laughs> and I really do think that the AEW game is like a legitimately cool shot for them to try to like backdoor their way into people's, you know, mind space. <laughs> they'll play that game and they'll be, oh, fuck, Kenny Omega, he's pretty cool or whatever. is this a kid from Fire Pro Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, from the DLC. But you no, know, yeah, like theoretically, I mean, like casually, I got into wrestling because I like of rented like a WCW game. I was like, oh, these guys are cool. Was it
1: WCW <laughs> uh, Super Brawl? No, it was, the,
3: it was one of the sixty. It was one of the sixty-four. I am an old man, but I didn't. I didn't actually have a Super Nintendo because Jesus Christ uh, did not allow me to have one until well, Super
1: Brawl was, was on the NES. So,
3: regardless, I wasn't allowed to have a console until uh, the sixty-four because of the Lord.
2: Thank goodness he made it an exception for
1: that. Yeah, well, he, he liked 3D <laughs>
2: graphics apparently. Do you
1: remember when you could rent N64s from Blockbuster? Yeah, yeah, you could rent consoles. Yeah, like, I forgot com- about
2: that. <laughs>
1: it was comically expensive because <laughs> so they were like, you know, if you're going to steal this, we're going to charge you like a hundred bucks to rent it. Yeah,
3: it was yeah. basically like buying it. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like slightly below getting it from errands. <laughs>
1: The weird thing about um about like renting and shit from Blockbusters, I remember when Donkey Konga came out, and I'd always go to Blockbuster and see the fucking Konga controller back. Did you
3: rent? Did you rent the 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 Konga, the GameCube Konga oh. controllers? No, not at all. I never played that game.
1: I never did either
3: because I thought drinking? it was
1: stupid. What are you drinking over there, Colt?
3: I've got a uh this is called the God Hopper. I've actually never had it before. It's a uh IPA from Grind City. Oh, is it good? Uh well I've never had it before. I just opened it. Let's well, see. I you you've never had it before tonight. Like you No, I've literally I've literally never had it before this moment right now. Okay, I'll
2: okay, get okay. Calm down. <clears throat> so we're having an instant taste test here.
3: Some water water to cleanse my palate.
2: Wait, is that a thing?
3: <laughs> That's why people drink water. That's why I drink water. Well, I hate it, but I'll drink really? it. Man. No, I don't hate it, but it's fine.
1: Uh, speaking of cult, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Colt Cabana. My, no relation, because it was uh, it was revealed this week. I don't know if you guys read this or not. But that Colt Cabana is m- going to basically be re- reporting to Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah. and that uh, certain people in AEW didn't want him there, and the Young Bucks went to bat with him for him and said that they want him to stay. So instead of staying in AEW, he's going to go to Ring of Honor, which I think is 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 fine. But I'm pretty sure I know who those quote certain people are that didn't want him <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah,
2: I, that that is not fine. <laughs> like it, it's pretty clear why he got sent to Ring of Honor
0: yeah ah, what i can't mm-hmm. imagine
2: I, we won't <laughs> speculate on what it was but I'll, I'll let you use your imagination it's probably some
1: stupid chick magnet you know they
2: okay <laughs> could it be someone that
3: he did a podcast with in 2014 let's think about this let's, could it let's be? The...
1: could it be somebody that gave him a platform to bitch about his employer and you know use that to sue said employer or to get sued and Go back to wrestling years later because people cared about what you had to say when you were like he prescribed me a Z pack when I had a big cyst on my asshole or whatever it was. I love punk, but for fuck's sake, grow the yeah. fuck up.
3: It's yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, well, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta separate the uh, the but the the performance
1: from the performer or whatever. <laughs> he punk tweeted eight hours ago the most nonsensical thing I've ever read in my life says one day I rode my Schwinn bike to some dirt Hills. I used to jump and ride when I was a kid, when I got there, there were two kids on their BMX bikes. They told me to leave. I didn't, we scrapped black eyes, bloody lips next day, the whole summer, next day in the whole summer, we we rode bikes together, CM FTR. And then a picture of CM Punk and FTR dynamite. And when the fuck does that have to do with them? Them two, and then somebody commented and said, "Why is a forty-three-year-old fighting kids?" <laughs> I
3: think. I think so. So my theory on that, and he executed this very poorly, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the CM Punk uh, benefit of the doubt here. This is, this is my uh, my the- my head cannon, as the kids say. They they like to say head cannons. Um, is that he's trying to relate that story to the fact to when FDR also beat him up. And he's like pretending that it's like a similar idea, but it was very clunky, but also, ah, whatever. Who cares? Why not? Well, they can hang out together. I don't give a shit.
1: Is, it's weird. <laughs> Who
3: cares? It is weird. It, 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 you're right. It was a very <laughs> weird story. I do like the Imagine the, Punk and the boys, FTR, uh, just like scooting around on their bicycles, just hitting the bell or whatever. Ding, 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 ding. And they're rolling around
1: going to the mall together or something. So there, there's one thing from Dynamite I wanted to talk about, which is my least favorite thing that's happened in wrestling, besides this MJF, Russo angle. <laughs> um, it's CM Punk's saying, and I'm, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact quote, but saying, I want the forbidden door open, so whoever's back there from New Japan Professional Wrestling, come mm-hmm. out here. And I thought, one, no one has ever called it New Japan Professional Wrestling.
3: <laughs> that, I loved
1: that. That's its Christian name, and no one calls
3: it
2: that. <laughs> I've always <laughs> ever wanted to hear Punk say that. <laughs> that's my uh, dream. That's what led to uh, MJF saying, "I don't pretend to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling." <laughs> I
3: thought that was so funny that he said that, but you know, didn't do anything. He didn't like. He didn't say anything negative about the company. I thought that was funny.
1: And then after that, um, he like he challenged, you know, he challenged whoever was back there from New Japan to come out and face him, and it was Tanahashi. And that's that's gonna be a great match, I feel. Uh, but like it was weird.
2: Can't because, believe Tanahashi was just hanging out backstage. Yeah, boy. that that's okay. the
1: weird thing to me because from a kayfabe standpoint, it makes no fucking sense why he would just be there hanging out. He's just there. He want to hang out and see what's going on. He's in LA for some reason. Uh, And today, June 2nd, 2022, I don't know if you guys heard about this. I just read this. WWE announced their first NFT marketplace. So oh, go. well, they have been
3: talking about NFTs for a little bit, actually. because they, 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 they
1: tried to do the John Cena one, and it did not work.
3: Yeah. I feel like NFTs are already on the uh, on the downslope here.
2: Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think they've already peaked and on their way back which, down, yeah pretty fucking
3: funny (laughs) as the resident web developer mr web 2.0 over here that's when i call myself web 2.0 uh fuck web 3.0 and i will fucking kill anybody that likes crypto (laughs) come at you (laughs) i'm coming at you i'm gonna kill you i'll literally kill you i will do it i'll assassinate you but it's it's called moonsault
1: and it's yeah that's right yeah stephanie announced that before she quit it's debuting sunday at hell in a cell and it's going to do, include ten thousand plus NFT flips, and after Helena Cell, each flip, will transform into a ten to twenty second video highlight of the featured superstar. Jesus, they'll be sold in a case of three, and it'll be thirty dollars per case. Jesus Christ, I, I do not understand the purpose of gifts or not a gifts, but of NFTs.
3: Yeah yeah man uh, well the reason you don't understand the point of them is because you are uh, adverse to uh, getting scammed and uh, you're right your feelings are correct and that's it I mean that's that's literally it if it feels stupid it is <laughs> I mean I'm sorry I mean that's the, the, the point I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this before if I haven't the point is like it's 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 fucking stupid it's it's a it's a scam web 3.0 is a fucking scam all of it uh, the crypto stuff is a pyramid scheme uh, i mean not necessarily it's but it is a great way to lose a lot of money uh don't do it my dude yeah
1: it's just
3: don't do it simply uh invest in uh uh you know i don't know fucking putting your money on your own mattress or whatever who gives a shit it doesn't matter <laughs> and then, you're not coming to this podcast for financial advice but i'm not gonna tell you to fucking invest in a fucking uh 401k but that's the best you've got and that sucks too but the point is uh you should have been born uh, uh you know 40 years ago and you should have gotten a pension that you weren't sorry you're listening to this show so you got fucked so uh uh
1: you know whatever man <laughs> So there is going to be a big pay-per-view in Nashville uh, later this month. The people versus uh, GCW. Impact Slammiversary. Oh. And so far it has a pretty pretty good pretty good card, I'd say It's Josh Alexander versus Eric Young in the main event, which is just it's it's that's a meh match, but it makes sense. Twentieth anniversary of impact, you want to put an impact guy in. The, um, the Briscoes are facing the Good Brothers for the tag titles because the Good Brothers, like the only other tag team Impact has that they need that they push. Uh, and the match that I'm looking forward to, it's Ace Austin versus Kenny King versus Mike Bailey versus Trey Miguel versus Jack Evans. Versus a to-be-determined guy and an Ultimate X match for the Impact Championship.
3: Yes, hell yes. I am going to cream my fucking pants. Speedball Mike Bailey is uh, tearing it up. He rules. I love him so much. Ace Austin, actually, I uh, I didn't talk about this. I should have talked about this at the, at the beginning of the show. But I've been watching the New Japan uh, Best of the Super Juniors. I think I've watched... Uh, four days so i'm very behind obviously but who gives a shit um but ace austin whips ass he's getting over in japan with these clap crowds man he's killing it he's so good alex zane also uh very good listen here we go this is the uh the the official cult uh fucks on reddit uh segment of the show where uh reddit always talks about gcw in a very negative view
1: uh oh, um, oh, hold on hold on before i'm not saying I'm, I'm not gonna pay attention to this but you and i've had this discussion <laughs> so while you're ranting with us i'm gonna go get me a beer <laughs> well all was
3: all i was gonna say was that the uh new japan announcers were talking about uh alex zane being a, like a gcw guy uh, when he was winning his matches against a couple other jabronis and the best of the super juniors, um, I cannot personally wait for Japan to get uh, clap—you uh, know—beyond <laughs> clap crowds ready I for want that all to shit. cheer. I want anything. that shit so bad. I want that so bad. I miss it so much i really do i really do i mean new japan honestly this whole podcast has been done (laughs) without (laughs) me watching like full full full-blown new japan events (laughs) new japan honestly is my favorite promotion and they haven't done like a like a truly good like truly solid event in you know since the world ended
2: yeah Also, um,
1: Toguchi is the man. <laughs> so, regarding the Ultimate X match, on Impact tonight, Kenny King had his Ultimate X spot on the line in a match that I honestly, I love Kenny King, but I, I wish he would have lost this match because it would have been a hell of a lot better with the other guy. He lost, uh, or he beat Blake Christian. If Blake Christian won, he got in the Ultimate X match.
3: Wait, so Blake Christian? Oh, yeah, I see, I see, I see. Blake yeah. Christian lost. So he's not in the ultimate. I didn't match. realize. I didn't realize Blake Christian was
1: still doing uh, Impact. I didn't either until I saw the fucking show tonight. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I was previously
3: saying, like Ace Austin, very good. I was I uh, hadn't I've seen him a couple times, but I like him. He's uh done a great job in New Japan. Uh yeah, I mean, he's he's cool, cool dude. Love it, love an ultimate X. I'm, I'm excited for Blake Christian. Hope he, uh, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I too hope he doesn't know.
0: Hope
3: he, I'm just
1: happy for him. I mean, there's, there's, there's no reason not to be because, like, you know, you and I have talked about it on the show plenty of times that we saw him wrestle in front of like seven people with the high tone, and it's cool that it's one it's cool that he made it to nxt and he was on tv for a bit nxt it's cooler in my opinion that he is like tearing it up in gcw right now yeah an impact and he's done new japan shit
3: yeah it was super funny in the uh one of the first i think it was the first um best of the super junior matches one of the english commentary notes from uh, my main man kevin kelly one of the greatest in the business uh for alex zane he was talking about the uh perceived wwe like ring rust <laughs> that he would have like coming into the tournament it was really interesting to talk it was interesting they like we've, weaved that in there into the into the like uh commentary in a very
1: Let me get you guys' opinions on something real quick. Uh, When Darren Young was released from WWE, he mentioned on his Twitter that he thinks it's disrespectful to on indie posters or in promotional appearances and interviews to refer to released talent as former WWE superstars. And he wanted to be referred to as WWE veteran. To me, that does not roll off the tongue as well. Because he, he like he didn't want that to just apply to him. He wanted that to to apply to everybody who was who's ever been signed to WWE. So what that tells me is that somewhere a spellbinder can say he's a former WWE veteran because he wrestled on one episode of Raw in like 1993. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a little that's a little overkill,
3: maybe.
2: Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't know what point he was trying to prove there. That's seems like a pretty stupid idea
1: (laughs) like i don't think it's i don't think it's disrespectful to refer to somebody as a former wwe superstar
3: yeah well honestly to be perfectly honest like the former wwe superstar title is uh given very uh liberally i would say i mean yeah i feel like it's a preposterous to
1: call certain people superstars well hell, on fucking on most indie posters if you've wrestled in there be if you've wrestled in ecw wcw tna all of those logos are going to be on the poster that you're on
3: oh yeah i mean yeah obviously wrestling's very uh very goofy and they always like very pr- very much promote that kind of the idea but i don't know it's just it's just so silly i don't know darren young former wwe superstar I mean he's I mean and honestly he's done a, he's done a pretty good job in New Japan Strong. He looks good, but it's just so goofy. Goofy to call him a superstar. That motherfucker is not a
1: superstar. <laughs> yeah, and it's know. weird. Like I was a big fan of primetime players, but I cannot tell you that I liked either Darren, Darren Young or Titus O'Neill. But I can tell you, no, that I like. They were uh, players. They
2: were good when they had that manager dude, Abraham Washington. Yeah, I forgot what he did or what he said or whatever that pissed a lot of people off that got him fired. But he was really good with them.
1: You were, you don't remember? No, that was. Let me uh, look it up because I, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck it up because <laughs> it's ridiculous what he said. Wasn't that was was that really him? Abraham yeah. Washington
3: and the primetime players, I thought that was a different incident. I'm pretty sure that was that – he was their manager. Yeah, he was their manager. I thought Abraham Washington was around like 2007 or something. And primetime yeah. players were
1: – Okay, so in 2012, he, he had a microphone that he was he wore, like a Janet Jackson headset that he wore when he was managing them. And he said, Titus O'Neil is like Kobe Bryant at a hotel in Colorado. He's unstoppable. I knew it was, I thought it was some
2: kind of Kobe shit like that.
1: And Colt, if you're unaware of uh, what that is alluding to, I'm sure you probably heard about it, but Kobe Bryant was accused of rape.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I have, I have had heard of that. Yeah. I didn't realize that was only 10 years ago. I thought that was much longer, you yeah, know, that, uh, that abraham washington did that got fired because that 2012 is about right uh, right when i started recently and well, we say recently getting back into wrestling so I, I i could have sworn that abraham washington was fired when i was in college but i guess
1: <laughs> obviously not that's so funny Okay, this is hilarious to me. It says, after his release from WWE, he went on a rant on his WWE verified Twitter account about his former employer. Eventually, WWE suspended his account
2: indefinitely. That's very strange. I remember hearing about, like, there's like videos, I guess, like on YouTube, his YouTube channel or some shit, but he's like, has done some very weird YouTube videos and shit, like talking a lot of shit about WWE.
3: probably
1: all true
2: yeah it's probably so i uh I'm sorry, of I, people I, who
1: talk shit about derby i occasionally i'll be scrolling through tiktok and depending on the time of the day i'll see a live feed of ryback hosting his talk show it's feeding time where he's just ranting about derby and talking about how the people they're pushing now, they don't really want them there, and he's heard from people that like Roman Reigns isn't really liked backstage, all the shit, and I'm thinking like, one, who the fuck still talks to Ryback that works in Dirt of And two, Ryback is only 40 years old. If he was actually good and anyone wanted him, he would have got picked up years ago. Like, he says he's retired now, but I'm pretty sure he's retired because he couldn't get jobs anywhere. Did he wrestle
2: anywhere else after he got fired?
1: He, I think he did indie shows, but let me look that up real quick. Cause, and not that I remember to
3: be. To, I mean, obviously, I'm not like an expert on this, but I'm
1: convinced <clears throat> that one day he might control his narrative. <laughs> I mean, if they pay him enough, is the real. Yeah, thing. he actually he wrestled quite a bit after he was fired. Like he he wrestled forty seven matches after he was fired, and he uh, would you like to know what his name was on the Indies for a bit? Skip back. No, the big guy. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh. That's
3: cool. That's uh, cool.
1: <clears throat> his last match was in twenty eighteen for N E W, but he wrestled for like Create a Pro. WrestleCade, WrestlePro, Overdrive, some shit called RRW. Mm. Basically, it seemed like he did a lot of convention shows. Like that's like WrestleCade is his convention shows. Yeah, he hasn't wrestled since 2018. He retired this year. I think there's a reason why he retired this year.
3: Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I just whatever. I mean, I, I. the, I like that the the he's like the prequels. I feel like I feel like there are people that have come back and been like, you know what? I th- I thought Ryback was pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, thing, like, I, it's like
0: I, I was no, he f-
3: wasn't.
1: Get the <clears> fuck <throat> out of here. <laughs> I was a fan of Ryback when he like not when he debuted as like Skip Sheffield, but when he came in as Ryback, like I was a fan of. I like seeing people just annihilate jobbers, especially with their baby faces, because they don't do it in a way that's like. This guy can kill everybody. Is he gonna be able to kill John Cena? We'll find out this Sunday. <laughs> Never, no.
3: Yeah, he was aight, I guess. I only saw part of his run, I think. I I wasn't really a big fan of him. I don't I don't remember ever thinking, like, man, this Ryback
1: guy, he's fucking got it. Were you guys aware that uh, in 2020 Jerry Lawler defeated Matt Riviera for the cwa arkansas heavyweight title no cwa stands for championship wrestling of arkansas oh okay that's cool <clears throat> What a, the only the only, only st- clever
3: yes, it is very clever the only like, slightly modern uh, Jerry Lawler match I can remember was the one he had against Matt Warner in uh, 2019, I think, on a GCW he, show, the, GCW the, BLP show. I
2: think. He
1: actually wrestled Bully Ray um, at the ECW arena last year. I didn't see that one. I cannot. He's
3: like. That's so fun. That's like, it's a rematch. That's fun like a 97 rematch he defeated guy. He,
1: he defeated enzo in a casket match in four minutes in 2021
0: A oh, four minute <laughs> casket match <laughs>
3: <clears throat> love a love a four minute casket match that's some good shit right there I like the idea. You know what? I'm gonna talk about this. We 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 weren't. We, this wasn't on the docket. but I'm gonna talk about this. Uh oh. I see motherfuckers talk about. that they, they they show up. They 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 show up on the internet. They say things like, uh, "Well, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. They never had a good match. <laughs> or they're like they didn't have. They weren't work rate guys. Let's right, hear motherfucker." listen motherfucker listen, listen listen. you little piece of shit um they did actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, because like to be to be truthful like there's no fucking way I I don't think I've ever seen like old school Stone Cold Steve Boston or old school like rock like may, they maybe weren't like uh I don't know they weren't super technical obviously and they weren't like uh you know, they didn't do a lot of like uh, all Japan stuff, but it's preposterous to call them like bad workers because their matches always looked like good. Right. I mean, like,
1: yeah, I like their
3: like motherfuck- matches
1: against these other or their matches in general, in general, in general. Well, yeah, I mean, Stone Cold <clears throat> came back this year after 19 years and had a pretty decent match with Kevin Owens.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's what's so insane to me is that like these like stupid bastards. I, I, so this is this is my like this is my co- this is my conviction that nobody knows how to watch wrestling like correctly. Like a lot of people don't know how to watch it correctly, but like the idea that the Rock and Stone Cold aren't good wrestlers or whatever, like they totally like their their shit looked good, right? I mean it did. I don't remember them like fucking shit up and making Stone it look Cold. weird.
1: In 1992, Stone Cold had a great match in the G1 against Kijimuto.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, that even, even ignoring that and, like, talking about, like, his, like, broken neck matches with, like...
1: Oh, you mean, like, post-injury?
3: Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even talking about, like, yeah, I'm talking about Stone Cold T-Boss in 2000, just in 2000. Okay, in let's, let's let's
1: look at post-injury. He had great match against Dude Love in 1998. He had... Um, great match against Triple H. No Way Out 2001. Yeah. Where he f- finally put Triple H over. <laughs> yeah. he had All of his
3: matches were great.
1: Amazing matches against The Rock. Yeah. The only person that I can remember watching his matches and thinking it, it was a good match, but they just did not click was him and Undertaker. And even Stone Cold and Undertaker would say that they, they could not click and they never had good matches.
3: Yeah, but even then, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even then, those were, those were fine. They weren't like awful, awful to watch or whatever. And that's yeah. just so crazy to me. Uh, the people the people say this shit all the time. They're like, "Hey guys," they're like, "Hey, well, The Rock never was like a great right wrestler." Like, like you, I mean, like he actually wasn't that bad. People act like he's as bad as like the worst as like as like an active like women's wrestler and. In- W or AW or whatever. Like, there are there are people on television that are worse than the rock or whatever.
2: There are. I mean, there really are. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm not I mean, what what did they want? Do they want the rock to go out there and have like a 45-minute match with fucking Nofu on Monday Night Raw? I mean, what what do they want? Yeah, yeah. I mean they need to get it. I don't know.
1: It's honestly it's the same people who who say that they're not good wrestlers are the same people who say Triple H wasn't a good wrestler?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've never seen... I mean, yeah, I I, I, I like the shit on Triple H a lot, but like, I think he was a great
1: wrestler. I mean, I don't, I don't think he ever... It, in my opinion, if Triple H was not a great wrestler, he would not have been trusted for Shawn Michaels' return match. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. And Triple H is a great wrestler in the sense that he faced smaller guys back in the day and would sell his ass off for more than any hill should. He, he would do the Ric Flair thing. He would sell for guys and make it seem like he was going to lose, but he didn't. Like he, he faced Taka on a SmackDown in 2000, and it looked, seemed like Taka could have beat him. He faced Maven on an episode of Heat in 2004, and Maven looked like he was going to beat him. He faced Delo Brown on an episode of Raw in 2002 in a blindfold match. And the weird thing about that match is that four years prior, they were feuding over the European title.
2: Why do they have a watch? Because it was a raw
1: roulette thing.
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: yeah. I, I don't know. Just, it blows my mind that people that people
1: seemingly watch wrestling incorrectly.
0: <laughs> the thing right
1: is, is, there is no such thing as a perfect wrestler who bats a thousand and never has a bad match.
3: Well, there is. it's it's a uh, Kazuchika Okada. But yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm just kidding. i I was gonna say there's
1: he. There,
2: no, he has had bad matches.
3: Has he? You
2: think he's gonna have a a bad match against your boy Hangman Page? That match isn't happening. <laughs>
3: Apparently, that's not happening. But I hope it does. <laughs> I
2: actually, I, I saw that
1: leak, and they no said it was it's it like punk and tanahashi and hangman and okada and then a bunch of tag matches it's like what the fuck i mean that's not
3: surprising that's not surprising we all knew that was going to be the case y'all look at the car for the new japan noah show that shit was like all tag matches
1: <laughs> it's
3: gonna be the same thing
1: you know who holds multiple victories over okada i don't know uh naito probably not
3: but stevie richards Oh yeah, man. That, <laughs> that makes it Doctor Stevie. Yeah, <clears throat> let's go Stevie. Well, anyway, the reason why I bring that up is like it's insane to me that people ever, ever, ever say that. Like, imagine watching a rock match and watching him like I don't know. I just like, say <laughs> I feel like everything he did, he did, he made it look like very intense or whatever. And I, I'm not trying to be like a wrestling hipster here, but. It's insane to me when people when people talk about these like guys and they like act like Stone Cold was like a bad wrestler. Like yeah, even like act-
2: ever. Yeah, you're acting like more of a uh, wrestling hipster basher. You're you're bashing the wrestling hipsters. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I feel yeah. like it's more of a history thing to say, well Stone Cold, the Rock, they weren't even good wrestlers. They were great. I mean, they really were great. Like there are people, there are people I see week
3: to week uh, that had that don't make it look as real as they did. And I, I, don't, I don't know what it is that they did that that made it do that well. But that's just it's ridiculous. And that's the other thing, too, that I, that I was talking about earlier to myself, <laughs> to my girlfriend. It doesn't matter. It's that the idea that people don't understand the rules of pro wrestling. The rules of of how pro wrestling works right you know because like pro wrestling is obviously not like a real combat sport but in what? the well yeah well yeah yeah yeah, yeah right, 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 right. but i know yeah ha, ha, we're gonna make fun of me but <laughs> um the the uh, there's like the idea they're like pro wrestling in, in this fictional universe has like rules and i think, to be not personally <laughs> well, that's a Rick Knox thing mostly. Um, but number one pro wrestling rule is that all pro-wrestlers are superheroes, all of them, every single one of them are superheroes. So that's obviously why they you know sustain more punishment than a normal human being could handle, right? I mean, obviously,
1: yes, right.
3: That's and we we all accept that we watch this stupid fucking show that we do. If you're listening to this show, you're very into it. And if you're, but nobody's listening to this show, <laughs> so I'm running the two
1: people. I mean, we have but, we have we have, uh, we have listeners.
3: That's right, we do. I saw the chart. But so rule chart number two makes absolutely no fucking sense, by the way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's based on fake data, but <laughs> regardless. So rule number two of pro wrestling. Is so you, know, you accept that wrestlers are, 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 you know, like fucking superheroes. Rule number two is that wrestlers, good guy wrestlers, we're not gonna say babyface, we're gonna say good guy wrestlers, they draw like extra physical energy from the crowd, they draw momentum, they draw physical energy from the crowd. They, they have to, and yeah. then so on the flip side, rule number three is that bad guy wrestlers. They draw like negative negative energy from the crowd. That's their whole shit, obviously. Now, of course, rule number four is that wrestlers they train themselves to do a move way better than any other move that hits way harder. And that's the one, man. That's the one that wins the wins the match. But obviously, that's not always true, but you know, most of the time. And, of course, you know, rule number five is that, like, momentum is a thing, like, spir- like spiritual momentum. You're, like, go back and forth. You win the match previously. But that's where I, I feel like people don't understand this, like, idea of the crowd support being, like, a factor in pro wrestling. And so people, like, lose their minds when they see, like, wrestlers, like, kick out at one or something. And, like, uh, when, like, a wrestler hits them with their own finishing move. And it's, like, a fucking. of course they do because they're they're powered by the the like rage of getting hit with your own move and the crowd behind them so they kick out at one they're like ready to fucking go because that's real that's that's pro wrestling because it's not fucking ufc it's a fucking fake like cartoon sport that we all watch but I see people all the time talk about bullshit. They're like, well, how did he kick out that Canadian Destroyer? Well, I'll I tell you the answer. It's because
1: he's a fucking superhero.
3: First of all,
0: <laughs>
1: I don't watch wrestling. Yeah, well, Todd doesn't watch <laughs> wrestling.
2: You Somebody watched Impact earlier, man.
1: I did watch some of Impact earlier, but for the most part, I don't really watch wrestling. Yeah. I'm just not it's in the true. mood. Which is what makes me want to fucking
3: holler but.
1: <clears throat> trying
0: to see.
3: Is that what the fuck? Is that a Roddy Piper
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Yes, it's a Roddy Piper Michelangelo.
2: Pretty sure it's Michelangelo dressed up as Rowdy Piper for Halloween.
1: <clears throat>
2: they right. uh, they right. came
1: out with a couple of <laughs> lines of be Ninja Turtle hybrid figures. And that's the only one I have. They had like a Finn Balor, Sting, John Cena, Undertaker, Piper, obviously, Ultimate Warrior, I think, and a couple others. But yeah, it's honestly probably my favorite toy I have because it's just so fucking weird. I'm trying to give it to, to my son, but he is just does not give a fuck. He's like, I'm very young. I don't know what the fuck a Ninja Turtle or wrestling is.
0: He likes, this his, whole
3: shit?
1: he likes his wrestling figures. Cause I, I think I told you Colt that I got him the bunny from Adam, the Adam Rose bunny as a wrestling. Oh creator. yeah, the Justin
3: Gabriel Bunner.
1: Yeah, and he, he fucking loves that thing. <laughs>
3: it's a cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool as good. I you know, I, but I brought those like for wrestling rules up as like a, as like an idea that uh, I wanted people to talk about. But
1: do you want to start your own wrestling company? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I mean, but the thing,
3: do you want to do you want to control your day? I do want to control my narrative, but I mean, but that is, the, but those are like the rules of pro wrestling, like in, in like quote unquote in like the fictional universe. Right. Well, right. Well,
2: well, my. Our rival um, Cody Rhodes said there was no more. <laughs> <faces than his. laughs> he died. <laughs> but they killed him off of TV.
1: Speaking of killing people on they TV.
3: They didn't kill
2: him off TV, did they? He just left. He just, yeah, he, just j- he just laughed. Yeah,
3: he just He just
1: laughed.
2: Speaking of killing people, Brandy on TV, never got an
1: exit either. Killing people on TV, Matt Hardy revealed that Jeff Hardy actually was knocked out early in the match at Double and Unearthing and does not remember any of the match.
3: Why'd well, they keep
2: it fucking going?
3: Not surprising because that match was, uh, felt like Jeff Hardy. Every, every moment in that match that Jeff was on camera, I was biting my lip
1: because I but, thought he would look fucked up. <laughs> Jeff Hardy recently said a thing where he he talked about how um, he felt disrespected that Derby put him at an angle over the 24-7 title. And I I agree, it was ridiculous that he was chasing that title around. Maybe that was the the straw that broke the camel's back regarding him wanting to leave. But it it seems weird that he would go to AEW and – they just immediately start putting him in matches that he should
2: not be doing. No, they're like using up the last bit of ability of Jeff Hardy. Well. Yeah. It's before amazing. He just, before he just breaks down completely.
3: It's awesome. I mean, it, it, it's yeah, it's absolutely. They're like, well, let's just get him in there and let's have him do as many swanton's as he can right before he
1: quits. I did but see. He- a th- I saw a thing recently where, you know, the, uh, the match with I want to say it was the Hardy's and Darby and Sting, where like Jeff jumped off the windowsill, did a Swanton. on. Apparently Sting yeah. originally wanted to jump off the windowsill and they talked him out of it and got Jeff to do it instead. That's awesome. It's weird in that in my opinion, I feel like Sting was probably better fit to do that than Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking
2: crazy, but I would agree with that.
0: Like for, to, fun, to anyone like out Jeff there that's
1: Arnie, oh, excuse me, Jeff to anyone Arnie out came. there that's confused about me saying that I don't watch wrestling, but I know all this shit, I don't watch wrestling weekly, but I do watch uh, certain matches that that's apparently are good, and that was one match that I watched. I watch Sting shit as much as I can because Sting's oh, my favorite wrestler of all time. Does that mean you
2: skipped uh, Double or Nothing this past season?
1: I didn't skip it. I watched some of the matches. <laughs> like I watched. No, I just
2: you I watched. You the, watched good stuff.
1: So. Oh. I watched the MJF uh, Squash. That's a good show. I, I watched Hangman and Punk and was really upset with the result, even though I'm a big Punk fan. I thought it was hilarious that somebody pointed out on Reddit that Miro was injured for Hangman's entire title run. Oh, yeah. And so, and somebody commented and said, well, have you ever seen Miro and Hangman in the same place at the same time? <laughs> the <That's laughs> same guy. Bet, hang on, me right <clears up. throat> Now that Colt's left, we can talk shit about him, Jesse.
2: Yeah, geez. He's fucking out of it night
1: boy. He is just rant, <laughs> ranting and raving about wrestling right now. He's on a roll.
2: <laughs> I don't think he realizes
1: that we are not sports entertained. What are we talking
3: about? Sorry, I had to let my uh, cat out.
2: I, I was going to wait for you to come back up. I, I, I'm sure you guys might have noticed or seem seen people talking about it. But recently, uh, CM Punk has been uh, botching a lot of stuff. And uh, I don't think it's just because he's a, a bad wrestler. I think he's actually doing this on purpose. Interesting. And I think it's going to play into a storyline. So I, I, who,
0: who I, think,
3: I think that's you're probably right. I'm going to agree with you on that. Actually, I'm going to 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. Because so, yeah. So obviously, he, yeah, he fucked up the two um, buckshot, la- shot lariats on Sunday. <laughs> Um, and then he fucked up that and immediately fucked up that springboard clothesline on wednesday
2: and and hasn't it like little things like that been happening already like before the pay-per-view like wasn't something like a couple of weeks ago
3: yeah because he did like a he did kind of a like a shitty yeah yeah i I
2: think so too and then so it's interesting
3: because he he in his promo before he called out tanahashi he was conveniently backstage um he he was like uh i'm gonna get better i'm gonna get better he said that he was talking about that he was directly addressing fucking up in that match i mean he really was and i'm not kidding i'm sincerely not kidding he was he was directly addressing that he said i, I will get better as your world champion i will get better and that's him clearly addressing these botches like, um, i don't know if they're
2: like turning like, turn turning it into like a part of the storyline but i think that will totally be a thing like when MJF beats him for the title, I really think that's like got to play a part. Like MJF, like MJF is going to bring it up and be like, you know, "Oh yeah, probably so." You can't so. Cut it no more. Look at you; you can't even hit half your moves. You're messing everything up. I mean, you're probably right. I, I mean, I'm going to give the fans, uh, something they can, you know, somebody they can be proud of. Somebody <laughs> that can cut it. You can't cut it no more, old man. You know, so. I
1: honestly still find it ridiculous yeah. that for the second time in his career. Punk is referring to himself as the best in the world while he's in the same company as Brian Danielson. Yeah, he's doing it again. Which, as I will... Uh, man, I can't believe they had Danielson lose in the pay-per-view, man. Actually, yeah, that was another match I did watch. and I thought, I thought Eddie Kingston walking down with a gas can was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it
3: was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> right it was here. absolutely perfect. Him dumping gas on Danielson and uh, Jericho and, and Jer- Danielson fucking him up was a uh, genius, honestly. <laughs> that match ruled. Uh, my only complaint with Double or Nothing, uh, I fair for you, I liked a lot and uh, thought was very long, but was... Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was cool.
1: I paid for it, so you give me my I, money for it. You know what I'm fucking sick and tired of?
2: Adam Cole, baby.
1: Kind <laughs> of. Not. Honestly, kind of. But not Adam Cole. I'm tired of fucking Undisputed Era interfering in his matches. Oh, yeah. I was tired of that two years ago in NXT.
0: <clears throat> well, the, greatest,
2: <throat> the greatest trick ever Triple H played was making it. I'll think Adam Cole was a superstar. Oh, get out of here, man. The
3: first time I saw Adam Cole, he was a world champ. The first time I saw Adam Cole in my life, this is a true story. Was at best in the world 2014. He was the world champion coming into that show.
1: I mean, is anybody that's a champion in Ring of Honor really a
3: world champion? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to shit on Ring of Honor. I can, we're going to shit on Ring of Honor, the development program for bo- all of the wrestling shows we watch. That's cool. That's what we're <laughs> going to do. We're going to watch, we're going to do that. We're going to pretend <laughs> they didn't know what stars were.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, ROH
2: 2014. I mean, what they –
3: oh yeah who'd they have they have kevin steed oh well who'd he wrestle there who'd that piece of shit who'd they have they have adam Cole. who that piece of shit wrestle <laughs> who'd they have? Well, i don't
1: know who'd they have Spe-
3: matt hardy who did he wrestle
1: speaking of ring <laughs> of honor uh did you guys hear that death before dishonor is ring of honor's next show
3: i did hear that i did hear that yeah
1: i think that is cool and what, what needs to happen is that quickly they need to start doing a ring of honor show on youtube or something to start building wrestlers again for it and make it less like our Fuck champions it. on weekly tv shows. yeah because like if like i hate to say it like this but no one's gonna buy ftr losing some random ring of honor team no one's gonna buy samoa joe losing to fucking ret titus
3: oh well here's the deal actually let's 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 take a pause real quick let's talk about joe uh they'll they're Probably gonna get that belt off of him soon, right? Because they just did an injury angle on Wednesday. Well, yeah, he's about to nobody's, go f- nobody's he's about talking to go about film this. a big peacock, so yeah, he's got he's got to go take a shirt off and pretend to be a clown.
0: <laughs> Sounds like
3: a
2: traitor to me if he's gonna be messing around over there on the cock.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: John Cena's got to show up on AEW now. Be the peacemaker. <laughs> I mean, he is. He does have a show on their on their uh, owner
2: HBO Max.
3: Yeah, and it's got so, a second
1: season. What
2: was there was anything a... else exciting that stuck out for uh, on Double or Nothing? Oh, I, mean,
0: I thought the. You know what?
3: I will. You know what? I will. I will. I want to do a, a small Double or Nothing review. I want. I I'm not going to talk a lot about a lot of matches. But hit, I'm, can I'm, I? Can I there. give
1: my very brief review real quick? Yeah, hit me. I thought it was completely bullshit and unnecessary that Burt Breaker won.
3: Yeah, it's fair.
2: I uh, actually. Yeah. I I don't think her or Adam Cole should have won, but but I don't think it should have been Adam. Who did Adam Cole beat? He beat Joe. Uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, I don't it think should, it should have been him or Samoa Joe should have won. Honestly. It should
1: have been Joe, but it should have been Ruby. Yeah, because Ruby needed that win way more than Britt did. Yeah. so what
3: was funny about that is i was i said to my girlfriend i was like so do you think that they would have had two cups um to give to the winners if they didn't live together because you know if on the show they had two belts but only one cup that they gave them <laughs> they gave a uh, you can't right yeah come on yeah um i did think so i do think on the show there were there were a couple perfectly laid out matches just like just you could, you can't, you can't lay out a match more perfectly than this, and I think those two matches were the Hook and Downhouse and versus, um, you know, uh, Mark Sterling and Tony niece match match and the pre-show. I think that match was perfectly laid out. You couldn't write a better match than that, than that in pro wrestling, and then the the greatest other match that they did was the Wardlow MJF match, though despite the um, obvious you know, real-world storyline that they threw in the trash can on Wednesday uh, because he no-sold the beating and talked about being the greatest wrestler in the world despite losing all of his pay-per-view matches. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You know, it's cool because he had great emotion. Um I thought that match was perfect where he just got powerbombed and died. And But I thought that moment where he, like, pulled out the ring... And then everyone saw it. Yeah, uh,
0: that
3: was pretty pretty good. I thought that was fucking 100% perfect (laughs) pro wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) That ruled so hard. (laughs) He sold that so good. He was going in there. He had the ring and they did that. Bryce, the smartest referee in AEW, walked over saw that shit. It's perfect. (laughs) 100% perfect that's my that's my uh, double think, review other than the fact that I will say that it was a perfect it was a, the perfect long length of show because I paid $50 for it fuck you
1: fight did you guys hear about Thunder Rosa apparently being frustrated with her lack of TV time I don't blame her <laughs> um, she apparently Whatever. was f- I would be bad too she was or apparently f- she was apparently frustrated that she wasn't invited to the double and nothing media scrum because she had planned to uh, advertise the auction that she has, which is sh- she was auctioning off her ring gear from the pay per view for the families of the school shooting in Texas. Oh fuck! And they didn't invite her to promote that. Well, yeah, irritated
3: about that. Yeah, I would, I would uh, be irritated about that too. Her ring gear on the pay per view was great, though. I will say the fact that she had to hold her. Uh, like headset not headset head piece was uh unfortunate that's the classic aew uh pay-per-view specialty where they uh it kind of comes out cheap kind of like the adam <laughs> yeah cole.
2: nobody nobody wants to step up and say hey you probably should
3: that." yeah you don't just don't just don't do that don't do that <laughs> kind of like the adam
2: cole uh yeah, master the yeah. adam
3: cole master chief she 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 got one Federosa got one where she had to hold her whole clearly hold her fucking headpiece on her actual like body attire was super cool. It was honestly very cool. But the fact that she had to hold like her headpiece on was a uh, sketch uh, sketch production as we, as we say. Also, it's funny that Ranted uh, played Ruby to the ring and then she lost. Yeah. that that I that mean, but whatever, that, that happens in pro wrestling all the time. I mean, Triple H has been played up in my murder head and fucking lost like a million times. And it was played up by drowning pole.
1: Yeah. Playing also, the worst cover of a song ever.
3: Yeah. Well, nothing will ever beat uh Lemmy, just straight up forgetting the words <laughs> at WrestleMania seventeen. But yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's all about the one game one thing I wanted to bring about up about a double nothing was uh Ember Moon, Athena, making her debut. The Fallen Goddess. Yeah, The Fallen Goddess. It's a nice name. I hope they use that for Um, I thought this was a pretty stupid way to bring her out. Yeah. I didn't like this at all. I thought that whole segment was kind of bad. Yeah, and then, like, at the end of the match, like, when she's like, comes out there, just all, like, all six of them are standing in the ring, like, just arguing, like, they're fucking just... It just—I don't know—it just looked really bad to me. I didn't like that. I agree with that. Yeah, it didn't look great. I really—if because it, it, it
3: like puts Chris Statlander in a weird place because she like came out there and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna whip your ass," and then like this other lady came out, I was like, "Hey, uh, actually,
2: <laughs> like a, a funny visual is the it's um because it was like uh, uh fucking Jade and uh the baddies like all lined up." Oh yeah, and and like Jade Cargill and uh, Anna Jay, they just they literally just had a match, and so they should be hating it, like really mad at each other still. Yeah, they were all like squared, like paired off with each other, but for some reason, Anna Jay and (laughs) Jade Cargill they weren't even like they weren't even uh, paired off with each other. Like Anna Jay was more mad about, you know, she was more mad with fucking Kiara Hogan
3: yeah it's weird and they, yeah because like, they obviously like switched that up on the on the on the next show too because they had to mad at other people yeah yeah you're right yeah that was a weird segment also what was so weird about it is they kept bringing people out and that was <laughs> they brought uh stokely stokely out and i did not recognize him. <laughs> i was like because guess what uh tony uh
2: i didn't watch nxt my dude <laughs> I Apparently he's supposed to be really good, but I I never watched one fucking thing this guy did in NXT. He's really yeah.
1: f- he's really
3: funny. I saw him maybe once, one time a million years ago in Ring of Honor. Oh Stokely Hath- Hathaway, but I I I swear to God he like they they like caught a shot of him coming out down the ramp, and I was like, who is that?
0: Because oh, <laughs> I, I hadn't wanna...
3: thought about that motherfucker, and oh, then my. all the all. <laughs>
1: Colt, need uh, another, I remind you that you and I were there live when Luther debuted?
3: Yeah, we were. And also, I was like, who is that motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking New Japan
2: Deathmatch World Champion. <laughs> <laughs> not, another, not, another thing that was really cringy about this is I swear fucking uh, Kiara Hogan and Red Velvet, they, they hit the ring barefooted. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They did, they did. <laughs> They did because they weren't they took their shoes
3: off. My my girlfriend made a joke about this. She was like, What well, are those girls barefoot? Because like they got their asses whipped. It so
0: stupid. It was so man. weird. Oh it was so
2: weird. Like if you know you're gonna like be in the ring and doing stuff like that, like shouldn't you wear like a, like an athletic kind of outfit? Or like not even like an athletic outfit, but you know, you know, something that you could, you know, some jeans and some and some sneakers with and instead of wearing fucking heels where you know you're gonna just, Kick them off real fast. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, just, it just yeah. so dumb. It was so goofy. Bro, yeah, their man. shoes
3: were in the background when they got their oh asses beat
2: God, when they interfered.
0: So
2: and why the fuck is Verboon <laughs> coming out and fucking sharing the Like, she should come out and make a, make a big deal about it because she's here because they're going to, she should make a big deal about her. But no, we're going to share the ring with all these other wrestlers that fucking, that all wrestle on fucking YouTube. <laughs>
3: It should be it's Chris Statlander should beat Jade. That's the whole thing. That's, um, but they're not gonna do it. It's gonna be goofy. I,
2: I know. I th- I thought she, they uh, should let her do it, but I think they're gonna get Amber Moon to do it.
3: Yeah, they probably will, and I'll be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, but he's so mad.
2: We, we need a female MJF. It's about all the uh, female WWE wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> like like MJF needs on screen role. <laughs>
3: They're gonna sure, break Riho, they gotta teach Riho uh like a lot of English, and she's gonna be the female MJF. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's 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 goofy. It's goofy. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna give Statlander the hoss, the hoss push she needs. It makes me so fucking sad. Dude, that that match where she uh, lost uh Ruby on uh, the Rampage, and they fucking booed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so fucking funny. It's <laughs> so funny because Statlander looks so goddamn good. Ruby didn't good. even go to win. She yeah, then, then she lost. That she lost. That's crazy. <gasps> oh man, this is the, the, all they need to do. Really, the the easy, the like fucking uh, pull the the fucking cord and the easy fucking AEW women's division booking is just to book your tall, your tall ladies. That's it, man. (laughs) Just, you got, you just book, you just book like a best seven match between Statlander and fucking Jamie Hader. And then occasionally you, you just roll in somebody else that's tall or whatever, get Mercedes Martinez in there. You used to do a bunch of a series of like hoss fights for on these women because they're, the, they're the they're the women in aw who can like run the ropes and like look really good and they like they, i mean they like i mean i i I mean, I mean that sounds so shitty but i really i mean that's really like my thing like i, I swear to god like so many people just fucking don't hit those ropes like they want to hit them
0: they hit Rio, them like Kelly,
3: Kelly, yeah they're just like just barely lean back into them and, that, and that's true for like a lot a
1: lot of people <laughs> it's it, very granted. Sad. granted if you like you need momentum to make it look like you're actually hitting the ropes but like yeah for the most part they just kind of like fall into them and bounce back just like touch them
3: and yeah. run, and then run. It pisses me off so bad. It, it's like so frustrating. There's and there are some people, but hey and I understand, especially a lot, like for a lot of the ladies, like if they have if they've worked in other countries, it's like a smaller ring. But man, some of these yeah. North American, some of these North American ladies that I, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs>
1: And with that, ladies and gentlemen,
3: I, I say we call it call it That's a night. Me. I didn't even get to talk about talk about my NBA Y2K theory about wrestling, but we'll, we'll save that. I mean, that, that article is from like
1: ten years ago, anyway.
3: Yeah, it's what it was yeah, it's 2014, but yeah,
1: yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, armbar the 1004th wrestling podcast is leaving right now because it's bedtime. Oh um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bed yeah so for arm bars the thousand fourth
2: person podcast i'm todd sulliano and i'm Colt. free my girl mercedes <laughs> H- happy pride month <laughs>